You're listening to Season 4 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer podcasts, writing, and any other content, visit bgn.fm. Let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Hiya, welcome to Views from the Bridge. Um, I, I guess it's not a physical place you can be, but I'll welcome you into it anyway. Mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, Evan Valala here. Hi, good to see you, good to be seen. Uh, the, the gang, at some point tonight, might all be back, but to start, two people out of the three that normally talk after me when I do this are here. Uh, the first one, um, he's busy with uh, European football things and other things, but... Um, you know, take some time out to talk union. It's Chuck Booth. I don't, I don't even know what I do anymore. Um, that's fair. I, I think just... that's most people, honestly. Super relatable intro to speak from Chuck. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, yeah. You do soccer things. Yeah, yeah. The... Chuck Booth sport is what the CBS stands for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, got him. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so Chuck, the good news is we only have to talk about one thing. Well, Many things this week, but it's one topic, so that should be a little easier for you, I'd, I'd, I'd assume. Yeah. And at least, like, half of that topic, at least when we're getting the games, um, yeah. we can ignore pretty well. Yeah, easy, easy week mm-hmm. for games. <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. Wonder, Oh, wonder which one they're going to spend most of their time on this week. Find out. Uh, hey, also, the long-awaited and long-needed return of our um, grounding force, our pod dad, the editor of this whole thing, <laughs> probably been screaming the last couple of weeks, like, get back on topic or this, that, and third. Probably mad at me that his intro is this long. Justin Ashcraft's here. Listen, God, that last week of... Yeah. That, oh, man. Mm-hmm. That last 10 minutes last week was something special. Yeah, do you want to talk about it, or...? No, okay, I don't want right. to talk about it. I don't want to talk about all it, right. but I am happy to be back to talk about Union. It was yeah. a busy month of July or end of July mm-hmm. and August, mm-hmm. so... Glad to be back to talk some union talk. Yeah, sure. I'm impressed that you made it through the end of um, the last podcast. Slash I think we all are. slightly concerned for um, your feelings about the three of us after you finished. I wasn't. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, well, so I'll be real honest. I got a warning about the last 10 minutes, so I kind of skipped ahead to the last 10 minutes to see how bad they were. So, you know, missing the first 45 or 42 or whatever it was um, may have been to my benefit. Did the last 10 your make up for it? Well, I don't know because no. I didn't hear the first 45. Mm, mm, diplomatic. I don't know that I paid attention to <laughs> sure, much. Sure, sure. 35 uh, of the show, so. So we'll start with some news and some, some, yeah, there we some go. fun things. Um, also, I was going to say this podcast might be more on the rails because our normal catalyst of... of, of off topicness is not here at the moment. Um, so who knows? Uh, if you have an athletic subscription, which I'm not TIFO football podcast, so I'm not required to be like, and you should go do that. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, Paul Tenorio and, and Stan Stuchkall, I, I think, right? About roughly? I don't know. Uh, they, uh, they had a story going on about the new um, MLS Academy catchment rules 
which was always a fun map to show to someone who doesn't know a whole lot about MLS because the uh, the eastern side of the country was very much, you know, the way you'd expect and kind of a lot of teams on top of each other. And then the western side, Colorado had about four states to just pilgrim or uh, yeah, pilgrim, p- pilfer uh, or whatever. Word's good. Um, and now it's it's a protected name list. Um, I, I, I have an athletic subscription, so I did some digging yeah. earlier. I forget just how terrible that. Oh God! Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. Like, that like, map like that... yeah. If 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 you haven't looked at it and and <laughs> you're now learning about what these rules are, like, imagine yourself sitting in the MLS meetings around the MLS All Star Game, and and you're looking at this proposed rule, and you go, "Oh, what's what's the map for for what the rule is now?" And then you pull the image up, and it's just, oh, there's some teams that are probably really unhappy that that, that was the way that that worked. Um, the the good news is now that it's I mean, it's a lot more streamlined. The uh, well, I mean, and the union were one of them. It, yeah. it's oh, not yeah. like this is a this is a thing that affects some other team that were like, oh man. I mean, the union several times over the course of the last several years have gotten screwed by the homegrown rule in the sense that our our territory uh, was heavily infringed on by several other teams where we had like uh, you know. 45 minutes out from Philadelphia, that was our territory versus uh, some of these Western teams that had yeah. half the country. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's kind of what makes it funny that, you know, that with the reach of the union Academy already being able to get players from those other territories to move into the territory with YSC young enough to still qualify um, that this is only going to vault, union recruitment into the absolute stratosphere. Yes. Yeah. And, sure. and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, weird. Well, there's, there's a weird example of someone leaving and coming back. Uh, uh, we'll get to, um, so it's, it's a maximum and this will change, uh, cause we're us, but it's a maximum of 54 protected players, 45 in the Academy, uh, nine outside of it. Um, the, the other kind of big one, and I guess this, I could have mentioned this later and then it would have tied in the wrath, but, um, players are allowed to switch academies. So, so you can go from Philly to Red Bull or whatever, but if you sign a homegrown deal with your new club, they have to pay the old club some kind of severance, uh, uh, for the, the pleasure, um, which is nice. Um, now, what's fun is that the union currently, as of 8.53 on August 24th, not that I think this will change, <laughs> that'd be wild, they don't have a U19, uh, so you can only protect a maximum of 40 players, um, which would be us. And they'll have a U19 within two days of this launching because there's enough players in the system to field one. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is that what's going to happen? There's like, I, Like, I'm not actually talking nonsense there like there's incentive to have a u19 now because then you get to cap more guys well i mean you would hope that this actually you know makes minnesota united force themselves into you know reestablishing their academy yeah 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 Yeah, it's going to be all the other teams it's like oh all nine guys outside of their academy play in minnesota that's that's weird yeah i think i mean i think this is a good way to deal with all of this and i think it gives players options too in the sense that um 
you know, if you're not ready to sign a first team deal or the homegrown deal isn't there when you graduate from YSC, uh, it gives you a chance to go play a year of college soccer or, you know, like whatever um, to kind of continue your development and figure it out post YSC. So I think it, it does benefit the union in a lot of ways um, because it does give guys the ability to develop in different ways that you don't have to, uh, you know, graduate high school, sign a homegrown deal, play a year or two for union two, and then, uh, you know, end up on the first team. It's there's multiple ways that you can end up being a homegrown. And I think that bodes well for any team, but I think it also just bodes well for those homegrown players that you could get a year of uh, college education plus soccer uh, in and then still end up being a homegrown for the team that you grew up playing for. Yeah, and I mean, and, assu- and assuming that these lists are also semi-public or whatever, it also gives the players like a good idea of where they stand. Because um, right now it kind of just is, I mean, if the team's not specifically telling you like, yeah, so you're our 18th choice center back, um, and knowing that you're on that list just is a added layer of security that like, oh, they do value me. Security and motivation too, mm-hmm. to say like, okay, yeah. cool. Like I'm on the list, but I've still got to earn the spot. Uh, yeah. Speaking of earning their spot, uh, uh either way. Um, Bubakar Diallo or earns his spot on, on Philadelphia. I feel like we'll have less to talk about with this one. So that's why I started here. Uh, signs deal for, for, uh, union two. He will join the Bueno sphere, which is what I'm calling 20 year olds. That the team signs that doesn't want to bring to the first team. So they just play in MLS next pro for ever. Um, so hey, there's no cap. No, there's not. No, 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 not at all. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. He'll get minutes. That'll be cool. I'm sure he'll do well. That'll be cool. Um, nice. I mean, like, all right, it has been a nice way to ease some of these guys in slash get them minutes if they wouldn't normally. I think we've talked about that, like, at life before. Um, it's just hard to be like, yeah. Like, this is how everyone else felt, Chuck, when we were both like, yeah, Bethlehem Steel signing, nice. Like, no, no one cares. Um, well, one thing, didn't Riasco like finally get a goal recently? Yes, he did today. Oh, good. Three of us know. Oh my God. Wow. That's all three of us knew that. That's incredible. This, this afternoon he got one. No, but I mean, it's two to one, two to one victory over NYC. Yeah. 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 Philadelphia Union two, two, New York city FC two, one. That's, I hate that. And I mean, it's, it's, it is still like really funny just because, the one thing that we haven't had a serious youth product make it through to the first team at is striker. Not that that matters currently because the team has officially proven they can buy strikers. Yeah, we're, we're um, we'll get in, we'll get into that a little later since we still are talking about the kids. But it is good to see that um, got definitely got some forward options down on um, Philadelphia Union two, U two, Baby Snakes. Bethlehem Steel, whatever yeah. you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> your stash and draft and stash. <laughs> Not, <laughs> what, what's draft a, and stash. Hey, you can't you can't call it a draft and stash because we don't draft. I know, I know. Sign and stash is that? It's, yeah, it's, nice. yeah. Sign and stash. You need sign and stash. Cash and carry. Um, <laughs> speaking of, well, yeah, go. Uh, ahead, well, I was gonna say too the. Uh, um, Nelson Pierre got the other goal, so isn't he also forward? So there's a couple of goals. The year of the academy kids going, oh, we have to score now? Damn it. All right, fine. Um, Speaking of uh, being all... all, Jack Jack, um, Jack DeVries got um, an assist on our own goal for Venezia to win win in stoppage time in Serie B. Yeah, that's $20,000 for the Union, I think, or something. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like there's, like, some weird, uh, if they get promoted, the Union get, like, $5 million or something. Like, something like that is in this deal. Yeah, yeah. They're like, here's an unreasonable amount of money for you to give us if if you guys get promoted. Have fun. There you go. Uh, Speaking of getting promoted, well, well, (laughs) not, not not in... Jeremy Raffanello's back. Yay, Raff. Um, who was it that tweeted, it's been five years? Oh, it was, uh, it, uh, 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 oh, damn it. Now I'm going to, why am I doing this? I'm going to forget his name. That's really upsetting. Um, Justin, USL play-by-play. Uh, Watts? Yeah, thank you. Sure. Mike Watts uh, tweeted that it's been five years since Jeremy Raffanello signed a Bethlehem Steel FC contract, and he is now back with the first team after a couple of, of, uh, of vacations, I guess we'll call them. Um, most recently, Red Bull 2, but uh, in the 11 in there somewhere, um, spent a little bit of time in, I think, Denmark um, with that team the American guy owns um, that I'm not going to try to pronounce because it's got so many letters in it that I just can't be bothered. Um, oh, Helsinger. Um, yeah, so so Steel, Reading United, Helsinger, uh, Indy 11, Red Bull 2, and now back with the Union. Um, kind of out of nowhere. I, I think partly because we've seen so many guys switch allegiances between Red Bull and the Union and then just sign with whichever team they kind of switch to. Um, but I guess the Union, um, unlike a lot of other times with this, didn't sign away Raffinella's MLS rights to Red Bull, and then for one reason or the other, um, maybe because they knew he was going to be a big piece for Red Bull going forward, I have no idea, uh, brought him back in. So he'll play midfield in some capacity. Um, he's he's a good he's a good player. He's a nice little depth piece. I think he'll also go to the Buenosphere, but he'll be fine. I mean, watching some of his highlights... This week, and I, I think Paul had tweeted the video. So if you're trying to figure out where to figure out what he uh, has done for this season, um, I mean, if you watch some of those plays, I mean, he, I I think uh, uh, some of his passes are super nice, uh, super clean. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if, if he'll turn out if we. All of a sudden, you know, go and go, oh, man, look, look, he's so good. Um, but, I mean, I think he seems to uh, he seems to have some vision, some ability on the ball, some passing. So, who knows? We'll see. But it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. 
He might end up in the Buena Sphere. Hope not. Short term, seems like he's he's down to the Buena Sphere. Hey, we we don't know. Maybe he'll um appear score four at goals some next point. weekend. Yeah. I I still like. I mean, I I really don't even know at this point. Even if Bueno was on the first team, like where are you going to play him? Because you can barely play the midfielders that should actually be playing and have proven that they should play. I mean, yeah, I don't know that he's going to end up on the, (laughs) I don't know that he's going to end up, you know, on the, uh, Especially with first team next week. Especially but, with McGlynn kind of emerging too. Like, well, I, Ma- yeah, Ma- Ma- is unfortunately emerging too much with the PSV links now now yeah. coming out. Like, yeah. it's like, so do you play him and uh, likely end up selling him because he shows what he can actually do, or do or- you hide him? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, 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 that's that's a fl- flash in the pan. Flute, flute performances, PSV, go away. That's Anthony Fontana. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a fullback, though? We have one of those kicking around that wants to leave, I guess. Um, he's he's neat. He can hit passes. You still can't um, have him, though. Yeah, you still can't have him, though. Tom Bogert uh, earlier today, MLS.com, uh, or MLSsoccer.com still, uh, does not think that Kai Wagner is going anywhere. Um, in the next week, which I, I think is a relatively fair assumption. Um, and that the union still, and I don't know how this happens, still don't have any concrete offers in well, for Kai so, Wagner. So this is, this is a good time to talk about agents and why Kai Wagner needs to fire his. Because agents love We're to... Available leak things and hope that it will drum up interest that just doesn't exist because most teams in the world that have been scouting MLS, which is a lot of teams right now, know that Kai Wagner is one of the best fullbacks in the league. Like it's not a question. They also know that the union value him probably close to $10 million and they just don't want to pay that when they can get allegedly proven European options for that price instead of actually paying for him. But his agent decides that they want to go directly through transfer market because teams are scouting there and have only one source, just one saying, yep, this team's interested. That team's interested. Oh, look, there's a new one in today. None of them are actually putting in any offers or actually talking to the union. And you've had Jim Curtin just say for weeks now, um, yep, nothing's hit my desk. So doesn't exist. And it's, and it really has been like the funniest transfer saga, non saga that I've seen because it's literally fueled by two people. Yeah. I mean, it is really interesting because I think, like you said, there is a big difference between inch, interest and, yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between interest and actual things, you know? And I think for me, it even goes back to, uh, you know, the jokes five years ago about how the union had Ibrahimovic on their discovery list. 
I mean, <laughs> clubs have deep, deep discovery lists of players that, man, if, uh, you know, they perform for this season or they figure out or they put these stats up, maybe we'll be interested. Maybe we'll put a sniffer out to say, like, hey, how much are you willing to part with this guy for? You know, blah, 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 blah. But there's a big difference between interest and actual, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between interest and actual uh, things happening. So, uh, yeah, and it's just, it is, Kai's not going. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's, and it's like with, with leads, it's, um, it's just so easy because with Stuart Dallas injured junior Furpo sucking, um, and then having Jesse Marsh, it's like, no, they, they want everyone in MLS. Um, yeah. Yeah. LOL MLS club. When it's like, Jesse Marsh and Jim Curtin are great friends yeah. and he could literally call up Curtin tomorrow and he'll be like, yeah, you can have Kai in January. Like he's not moving right now. And then in January, that's when Stuart Dallas is back. So um, Lee's need for a left back is potentially gone there. And with Pascal Strzok doing fine in the role right now, like they're not pressed to spend that much money on someone who they potentially will use for three months and then throw by the wayside. No. no. Although hey, two two interesting things. Sorry to derail this conversation, no, but two interesting things that uh, we sort of missed uh, thinking about it. Hey, Diallo's dad is uh, Mamadou Diallo, who scored forty-seven goals in 74 games for the Mutiny Revolution and Metro Stars from 2000 to 2002. So he's got some MLS pedigree in that uh, sense. And Raffanello has three goals and assist for a very bad New York Red Bulls 2 team this year. So who knows what he does when he actually is put in a good environment instead of a bad one. Well, we've already seen with Fuli and Carranza what happens with that, so... Um, is is another reason that Leeds and Jesse Marsh aren't signing Kai Wagner that it would literally turn the entire like lower part of Pennsylvania into just a Leeds stronghold because everyone would well a it would generate a ton of money for the team because everyone would have to buy another Leeds kit and then you know like oh my god there's two of our guys and obviously people don't feel the same way about Kai Wagner as they do Brendan Aronson for you know obvious reasons but still get some of that my boyism I, so that's actually i mean that is a good question because like i mean do you, when when it, when Kai has consistently wanted to leave and voiced wanting to leave does anyone care to support him when he actually does outside of Oh, that guy did well that was here before. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there's like gonna be the rush to buy his jersey when he's not here anymore when like he wanted to use the club as a stepping stone and we already have like players abroad who can be supported because they just were better about their business when they were here. Yeah. I don't know that people from union fandom will um like yeah i don't know though to be that much like oh that's that's our boy so we gotta buy his jersey that sort of thing i do think there is some um 
there's some uh like pride or something in players that move on that do well <laughs> um and i think that that's like it's it's just different cuz we've seen players like I think there's something, you know, obviously our academy is doing something right in the sense of the players that are leaving from our academy. Um, and I'm even thinking outside of, uh, you know, Brendan and Mark, um, you know, it, you know, you look at what Mitchie's doing, uh, you know, in the USL and, and other things. Um, there's, there's obviously a pride with that. But I think, like, we have seen a lot of players leave who – do not replicate their union success uh, after they leave. And I think, like, you think through guys like Harris, Dodgecall, other players like that who have left, and after they left, they've just gotten worse and worse and worse down the line. Dodge maybe that was count. some of... Dodgecall doesn't really count. The union got rid of them at the right time, maybe. I, I Who knows? I have no idea. But it would be nice to see some of these guys that we brought in, and I think that Kai would be one, coming from third division Germany, coming in, playing well for the Union, and then ending up in the Premier League and doing well. Uh, there's something there that I really like. Um, whether I'm like, cool, let me support the team that Kai's on now, uh, I don't know that I'd go there. But I'd be excited about, hey, we're not only developing our young guys, but guys are getting better while they're here whether they started here or not i think is a really good thing um and it would well <laughs> it would be the opposite opposite of some of the players that have left in the last couple of years so um the i mean it's still just it it really does just make me laugh so much um mike thomas's tweet today just of uh Get on. Who has more goals currently in MLS between our former number one striker, Casper Shabilko, and our current number three was number four striker to start the season, Corey Burke? I mean, yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with that statement of like, Casper obviously came in. Now, I mean, some of this can be, that's the hard thing with soccer is some of it could just be environment. you like, you went from a good team to a not good team. So like, obviously your goal output's probably going to go down, but <laughs> you would like to see Casper continuing to do well after leaving. And when Corey Burke, who even on this podcast, we've been very uh, negative towards uh and uh, has and, more yeah. goals it's pretty depressing i mean depressing for casper um impressive as hell for Corey burke to do it in less than a thousand minutes this season and um just uh sticking another one to his um haters on social media which um i mean while at first, I did not have any clue what was going on with um, the celebration with splitting a banana with Olivier and Bizo. Um Like, anyone who got to that degree of hating on Corey Burke, like, you just need something else to do with your life. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, hey, good segue, guys. Let's get the first one out of the way. FC Dallas one, Philadelphia Union nil. That um, he's a pretty kid, pretty good. He might win Young Player of the Year. Um, yeah, and I mean, there's this thing. We've never gone there and won. Um, it just is what it is. Jack McLendon's start doesn't count. Oh, is that is that the new? <laughs> I was going to say we never won there, and I, I after a performance like that, I'm not terribly sure that we will. But so, yeah, if Chuck if Chuck just moved it to Jack McLendon doesn't start, we don't win. Wait, then how look do we, at look we, at Cincinnati? Okay, well, but like, but then your whole thing about like we need to hide him from PSV Eindhoven, I, like. No, I'm. I mean, you're clearly making a decision between results <laughs> and keeping Jack McLendon. <laughs> <laughs> Being, do we want to be good or do we want to fucking keep Jack McLendon? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. That's, that was that was uh, that was a direct. I actually just got a text. That was a direct quote from Jim Curtin when he was talking to Aaron's Tanner this morning. Um, that's good. No, that's really good. I love the. <laughs> Like the team just plays better when he's there. It's like the it, it's good. It's good. It's good. I like that. I like I do, I, do it for Jack. I'm like honestly, Jack okay, but listen, I do not want Jack. I'm a little mad at PSV right now because they have a pretty good young U.S. midfielder who can't seem to find the field there. Uh, and so I'm I'm kind of mad at them, and I don't want Jack to end up in that situation. So. Well, let's the good not, thing, let's not yeah, the good thing is at least we're just at being tracked by. So whatever tier is lower than interested in, that neither actually includes an offer. Um, Do they have but, the, does he have the same agent as Kai? Because we can solve this really quickly. Um, no, and <laughs> that actually, when we get getting down to his agent, um, that's why the likelihood of keeping him is pretty low. Because he has the same agent as Romelu Lukaku, Chris Richards, and Kevin De Bruyne. Rock Nation, baby. <laughs> um, Y'all, they, I forgot that whole thing happened with him joining them. I was like, really Kevin, I was, I, I was when, like, wait, what? Vis- These people in here? Visual and audio, looking at your face, I was like, are, you're forgetting a big piece I'm, of Jack McLean's story right now. I, listen, I am stuck between a rock and a McLean place right now because I can put two and two together. I'm really killing it today. I also had to look up who PSV's U.S. midfielder is because I don't care. And the midfield duo of Jack McLean and Ledesma, Ledesma is like would be nice. really fun. Um, and I don't need it and you would never see years, it, but it would be really fun. Um, and I can't wait in 2025 when they go to Leeds Union when Jesse Marsh brings them both in and they win the treble. Um, that'll be great. I mean, it's yeah. fine. They're gonna play. They're gonna play together in uh, a, a US year and a half when uh, the Olympics are or whatever. Uh, they're gonna play together in a year and a half. So, like, we'll figure it out. It's gonna be fine. If Ledesma can stay healthy, he'll be on that roster. But uh, him staying healthy is an issue. Any other thoughts on a very kind of pedestrian one nil loss to FC Dallas away? No, it was should a have bad been worse. away game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Should have been worse. Is accurate. Um, speaking of, it's fine. 
It's an away game. It's an away game. Doesn't <laughs> well, matter. Even better. It's an away game against a Western Conference team. Yes. And, yeah. Largely um, irrelevant. Yeah. But boy, did they make up for it. Oh my god, what 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 was this? Uh I, I by the time mm, by the time Carranza hit his hat trick, I I think maybe not even I was like cackling. This was ridiculous. Uh for a, a variety of reasons that we'll touch on. Uh full time Saturday, August twentieth, Philadelphia Union six, DC United uh <laughs> not uh no goals uh a, a very good opening 20 i think from dc or if i can flip that for a philadelphia union based podcast a very bad opening 20 minutes for philadelphia um and then everything went really right for philly or really wrong for dc or some combination of both of those things um yeah i mean Aggregate score, Philadelphia Union, 13, D.C. United, 0 in two games. Um, Gross. Broke Wayne Rooney, broke the team spirit. Um, broke Wayne Rooney. Welcome back, brother. <laughs> did you see what we did? Did you see what we did to the guy that, that, that you've replaced? Well, we're going to do it to you. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, um, yeah talk, talk through while I find Pablo Mar's quote to thread yes. because yeah, please. there are um, just some amazing Justin speaking of much maligned Corey Burke he gets a goal here okay I this is all I want to actually even talk yep. about from this game Fine by me um assist of the season and goal of the season like yeah I yeah Jack McGlynn has never Oof. hit a better ball in his life and laid that perfectly in Corey Burke's stride, run, everything else. Corey hits it on the volley without a without even thinking about it and laces it around the keeper. Like terrible positioning from Bono, but like yeah. besides that, like <clears throat> I cannot think of a prettier goal yeah. from yeah. this season. And to that point this season, I was like, okay, most of Corey Burke's goals are crap. Like, oh, cool. It fell off of Corey Garbage Burke's Garbage time, little tapping. And went, yeah, went yeah. into the net. And then he goes, okay, you want to see a goal? Here. Yeah. Well, I can, I'll give I can you do one. this. Well, and, and like, so he made one of those really pretty driving runs that he, he's done since he got here in 2016 where he just goes, okay, I'm going to like kind of beat you for pace on the end line, but I'm also going to put you into the ground around the end line and then square <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chuck with the assist uh, from uh, Paulo, Pablo Moore, who if you're not following by now and you listen to this, then you've missed a really great cross-section of whatever this is and a really good soccer Twitter account, at MLSS. Uh, <laughs> In the post, I mean, this is this is a whole thread of great things, but uh, the the one that Chuck wants to point out, quote, Rooney says the only player who put in a professional performance was Chris Durkin, and that might be all you need to know from the DC side <laughs> of things about how this game well, went for them. It was there. um, it was also before Meet the Fans Day, the day after. Yes. Um, I, yes. Which, based on some of the uh, things that we've seen from DC United fans, not great. Um, <laughs> and and also, Fernie thought that the club would have a run of form 
and make the playoffs when he arrives. Nope. He says that's no longer the case. Let's be realistic. Yes, Even though like, we just signed and, striker and, number one uh, million in Christian oh, Benteke. God. Like, is Benteke going, can I not? Like, what if I just don't, you know? Um, also, yeah, oh, man, there's so much to unpack there for them. Um <laughs> I, I like like I, listen. If I if I had to sit through, and I don't even have their last couple results, but like basically, if I had to sit through watching my team get decimated six nothing, I'd throw those guys under the bus too. I just got here. This isn't my problem. They this almost my they almost drew LAFC right. before this game, and then but Steve Birnbaum this? got a red card, and, and then and like, this like, is, is the that, fallout from is, not having him. I guess yeah, is, is Steve Birnbaum like that guy for you? Like, is is that really the key to your whole organization? Like, does he have the keys to the stadium too? Like, like what happens? Um, hey, uh, Rafael Romo is is like maybe one of the worst goalkeepers I've seen in my entire life, and and I watched USL like obsessively for five years. Um, so like I've seen some <laughs> shit. This guy, that guy doesn't, that guy doesn't start in you. We, we've also <laughs> oh, just watched Joe Bendick lose every yes. start that he's yes. Had. And he, Joe Bendick is great compared to whatever the hell this was. Like, dude, can't play it out of the back. Julian Carranza, you want a goal? Bang, there you go. Um, like, nutmeg me. Why don't you? Okay, great. Um, let me never be in position for a, a shot ever. Yeah, I mean, like, not that, to be that guy. This wouldn't be six nothing if there was like basically anybody else or like half of Barra Brava in that also. Well, that's actually, and, and that is an interesting decision on Rooney's part after um, local MLS hater David Ochoa um, played a great game against LA and then went to the bench for, again, possibly the worst goalkeeper in the league in a team that's already put seven past you. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not mad. I, I love when, like, we win big and we're always like, what happened with that team? And it's like, no, no, no. This was a really awesome win. Julian Carranza becomes the second player in MLS history to score a hat trick against uh, the same team twice in a single season, um, which has to be the most frustrating thing ever because he costs the union 500,000. And it's the, and it's the funniest oh. thing that he shared that with Kobe Jones. Yes. I'd love that. It's Kobe Jones. You could have given me like 10 guesses and I wouldn't have been like, Oh, Kobe Jones. I mean, it, this game overall was just fun. <laughs> It's like, like uh, the unit didn't even have to be good on the night and you're still going to put three past the, that currently constructed DC team. Um, so, you know, it's, I, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Remember when this team wasn't scoring back in oh July? <laughs> and like, just like Michael Ora telling, telling defenders to get, off of him, and then Gazdog makes a run and pulls the, the, the two guys on her. Like, just insane. And, like, I love that kind of movement, and I love the drive, and I love that there was a point in my head, I think once it got to four, I was like, all right, clean sheet. Like, you gotta keep... It's literally the only thing left is clean sheet. And I, I know at one point on the um, on the DC broadcast, uh, they're like, oh, the union just, like, they don't they just keep going like, like offense, like defense through offense. And it's like, yeah, what, I guess it's just really like putting you guys on the ground specifically. 
And I mean, that um, has been the team's MO. Like, yeah. they're going to play 90 minutes of something. <laughs> well, yeah. and that's what I said about, like, that's what I said about Brendan's goal, too. Of, like, if you haven't learned quickly that union players don't stop, like, you're pretty dumb. Like, in that, <laughs> Edward Man, Edward Mendy learned that, hey, um, Brendan doesn't stop playing. So, like, if you're going to think that you can um, take a couple of touches and then get it out of the back, you're probably wrong. So, like, get rid of the ball and he'll figure it out. But, like, you know, it's just, it, it's like, that's been, yeah, that's been the identity for years is, like, you, like, we, it, it doesn't stop coming in good in good union performances when when the union put in a good performance it doesn't stop coming yeah no and and it, and it is always funny when like people are surprised and it's like where have you been like <laughs> it's nothing new at all um i mean under jim curtin it's just always been the mo um he didn't always have the players to actually do what he wanted them to do and to run like hell for 90 minutes but he does now, and also, then you give him five subs to play with, too, and he's actually learning to make most of those subs. Like, this team doesn't sub three players a game anymore. Um, it's pr- pretty impressive stuff. And then, yeah, with uh, play- playing McGlynn and allowing the front three to literally stay forward because... This is, I mean, it's more of a four-three-three at this point than it is the um, midfield diamond because Daniel Gazdog is just like lurking outside of the box because he has no need to come back. Yeah. Oh, and then when you also like throw in that our thirty-five-year-old midfielder is having one of the best seasons of his career, you know, whatever. I mean, I think it's. St- it, if it's not statistically, statistically the, if it's not statistically, statistically the best, it it's damn close to yeah. the best. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just like, and then you, I mean, and then you throw in what Jack McGlynn is doing that Jack is forcing Curtin to. Oh, is Leon Flack actually on this? Like, is he one of the first names? Is he the last name on the this team? Was the first, this, this was the first time he hasn't started a game all season. Good for him. Yeah. Also, so, uh, statistically, yes, already Bedoya's best season. Five, five and yes. five. He's um, 2018, he had six assists and three goals. Um, but, yeah, this is already yeah, his, yeah, his, his best. Guy, yeah, his best since 2013. Um, which was five and four in Sweden. Oh, so he's even. So he's having. He's literally having a career year. I, I just pulled up MLS because I didn't. But yeah. yeah. And that five and I that mean, five he, and five is, is act is real assists, not MLS yeah, inflated not, ones. Yeah, yeah, not MLS hockey gets you get you your award because <laughs> we can call it an assist assist <laughs> from the from the communications department. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, anybody yeah. have any thoughts while we're here? Uh, I mean, which one of our center backs is going to get Defender of the Year at the end of the year? Jacob Glesnus is going to win it. Jack Elliott should. Um, unfortunately, a left back exists in Los Angeles that's probably going to win it. I don't know. Grant Wall said he's 
it's between Gladstones and Elliot for him. I mean, it should be, but <laughs> um, star power and likely breaking the points record again um, does get you somewhere. Although I am really just hoping that somehow, some way, they drop this game to Austin and open Supporter Shield back up, which is insane that, like, the Union are on pace for their most points ever, and there's Again. still a chance that Supporter Shield won't be within their reach. And what's, like, what's still crazy about that stat to me is they're in the race for the top, like, their top points for the, what, third year running at this point? And, yeah, Supporter Shield is <laughs> getting out of reach at this point. Actually, I mean, a win, a win this weekend ties last season's points total with six games remaining after that. Um. Also, I yeah, I was gonna say next two games. Uh, I believe that would be is that away? It is, no, no it's home. next two games are home, home against Colorado. Um, and if anyone's paying anything about the Colorado Rapids, they don't have any players because they all keep getting injured. Um, so that'll be unfortunate for them. Um, and then we play Atlanta midweek. Um, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, a, a win against Colorado at home seems very feasible. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta midweek feels like a good time to make some rotations. Yes, Atlanta midweek seems like a wonderful time to make some rotations. With then, it would be, uh, what, five games left after that in your season? Yeah. You know, let's... let's... Could we see some Jesus Bueno minutes oh, relaxed? It would be the, it would be the extended <laughs> Bueno sphere at that point. I don't know this if we're ready like, for that many crossovers. This is like, uh, this is like Bueno, bueno Watch. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new weekly segment until he makes a first team appearance or ends up somewhere in the second division in uh, Sweden. First division. I'll be nice. First division. Sweden. Sweden. I'm sorry. I apologize. He's an avid fan Sweden. of the show. That's unkind of me to say. <laughs> Yeah. We should have him on. Yes. Just be like, how does it feel? Well, you know, it'd be, be we have him ever? on. I'd go, hey, it was really cool seeing Fogo de Chao. No one else did. Um, you know, one of those. Yeah. Also, he has played twelve minutes this season. I don't remember any of them. Well, because it was at the it, it was at the end of Houston when things were already out of sight and another six nil rolling. Hmm. Mm. Did they, did they, like, was it, so he traveled with the team that week. That's, that's crazy. Or do you think they, they, like, chartered him? He's made the bench. I mean, he's bet. He's made the bench a ton. Yeah, he's only, when you have Jack McGlynn and Quinn Sullivan and Paxton Harrison sitting in the middle of the I get it. People, we want, the people want Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So he's on, he's missed the squad nine times and been on the bench 17. He's got to get there early. Maybe, oh well. Maybe Jose Jose needs another uh, yeah. break. Red card. Yeah, red card break. You know, red card break. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called. He's do, he's doing a really good job. He's doing of, a great job, of, sweetie. Um, but yeah, of I mean, not getting any red card. I didn't realize that. Um, he has six um MLS Next Pro goals. 
Yeah, he's like good for them, but again, I don't know what that says about anything really. Especially when he's twenty three and the rest of the team is eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's less Irish, James Chambers. Severely less Irish. <laughs> no. Severely no. less Irish. Well, I, I know. Evan. I know what I no. just said. I know. No. I get no. No. I, whatever. No. He's gonna have a great time coaching no. for Rio Grande Valley As... FC or whatever. As the as the only do, I mean, do, other person in the world who's watched as much USL as you have, and and I mean, it doesn't and doesn't Matt Real but but doesn't yeah. Matt Real serve that role at this point at with the MLS next pro well, team? No, he's not a midfielder. But I, oh shit! No wait, he can be. Oh my god! Yeah, then yeah, it's Matt Real. <laughs> yeah, I love that because he I is mean, Matt the, Real's gonna he is the he is the join us, us next week when we break down the MLS next pro <laughs> Philadelphia Union 2 roster and figure out which one of those guys is going to be the most similar to some 28 to 31 by the time to by the time he left uh Irish guy that all three of us hold a lot of nostalgia for that will not translate to a wider viewing audience listening audience viewing who, listening audience <laughs> Who plays first for uh, the union? Okay. Uh, and, uh, like, who starts first for the union? Uh, Brendan Craig or Jesus Bueno? Jeremy Raffanello. There you yeah, go. There's the yeah, answer yeah. right there. So the also, right there. so it's really funny. So the un the union two the union two roster only officially has ten people on it. Oh, the glory days. Yeah. Because be, because the rest is. MLS players who have made an appearance yeah. and yeah, then academy players who have made an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. So there's I, like basically no one signed to this team. 10 seems high, Chuck. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's, I'm like, whoa, double digits. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't claim I'm, to know what other MLS next pro rosters no, I wasn't look like. About. Just in the history of us having a second team, that's. That's a good number. That's a great number. To well, I mean, because we tw- 12 MLS <laughs> players have um, appeared with the team. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I apologize. 12 MLS players have appeared with the team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's actually really funny that Stuart Finley, who would have been yeah. the best... Um, Is he there? <laughs> no, he... he uh, Made couldn't he didn't even start for Oxford in their um energy drink cup match against Crystal Palace this week, which I was very sad to not be able to see because Crystal Palace's game that actually involved Chris Richards was not broadcast in America. There you go. Um, he did not, he did not make an appearance. He's I have so many thoughts running through my head right now. Never mind. This is the point in which it. we just vent them, and that's he, why the he, podcast he did, ends up being did, over. Uh, uh, Finley, watch. He did play against Morecambe, uh, the Mighty Shrimp, in uh, in their one-one draw on Saturday, August the twentieth. <clears throat> Evan, I know you saw this tweet. Yep. Uh, that uh, the second to last USL appearance for Brendan Aronson was a two-two. Draw against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I just thought that was super interesting. Of like, hey, uh, we were at that game. Uh, we were at that yeah, game. yeah, we were there. Yeah, we we were there. And um, would have thought. No. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, Brendan got subbed off before the uh, the uh, chicanery. 
18, 18 PKs, was it? Yeah, or it was, I, like, like 16, as, far as, 16, as far as, like, penalty shootouts go, that might have been maybe the worst one I've ever seen in my life. Uh, 16, 16 PKs. Yes. But Brendan was not a part no, of it. No, no. Raymond Lee was, though. Trivia question answer. Um, <laughs> really? All right. Justin and I are waxing nostalgic poetic about things that happened in 2018. Well, so While we were talking about MLS, I feel like it goes with Union 2, you know, like more. we were going on about yeah, that. So. Yeah, well, But Brendan Aaronson been is more, one it's, of the success stories from Union 2. And it's been you know, more of a now. Union 2 podcast than a Union podcast today. And for that, you're welcome. Glad to be your second favorite podcast, your your first favorite podcast about the second team, and your second favorite podcast about the first team. We figured it out. Uh, views there you go. from the train tracks by the academy fields is what we're going to go for. Let's not. Okay. Are you sure? I'm, I'm Someone's pretty sure. Someone's got to watch these games, Chuck. I, you know, and we don't want to be too close. We don't want to be seen there. That's real. Really cynical. Sorry, we don't. We don't actually want to be fans. We just want. <laughs> yeah, to... we're, we're media. It's different. It's different. We're not, no, we're not here because we, we want just... to be. That's ridiculous. Look at this badge they gave. Me. Um, yeah, yeah. Look at the people they let me my, talk to. My non-employer made me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Myself, I drove myself. My... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, good. I thought we were going to do better this week. I lied. My, myself. <laughs> this is if, this is listen, what uh, pre- this is what no. This is what a one nothing loss if, to Dallas and a six nothing yeah, yeah, victory nothing against win. a terrible DC United six. Um, does. If the prerequisite <laughs> for being media, as we've just established, is that you drove yourselves there, I got bad news about that gate against the Rapids this weekend, y'all. <laughs> no uh, anyway, let's get out of here at BFTB Pod if you want to tell us how much you wasted your time listening to this, and I wouldn't be in, uh, inclined to disagree with you, to be fair. So, sorry. Um, everyone be glad that Paul wasn't here, because I'm sure this would be an hour and a half instead of an hour. Um, and until we beat Colorado, and then uh, draw Atlanta, and then sign um, Tomas Romero back to the first team. Um, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. You were digging there. Deuces. I dig all the time. You have just listened to an episode of Season 4 of Views from the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at VFTBPod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at DSGNTree.com slash VFTB for all of our latest merch. Or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi. Ko-Fi.com slash VFTBpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is also a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at BGN.FM. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, content, and other podcasts. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.